Hi, I'm Annie Fitzsimmons. I'm your Washington Realtors Legal Hotline lawyer. And this is another episode in our series entitled Conversations Around Buyer Broker Compensation. And I'm here once again with my friend Davina Clarity, who is in the middle of her list of discussion topics that buyer brokers can share with buyers when buyer brokers are explaining their value to a buyer. And as I said in the last video, use these topics if they seem relevant to you. You might use some of them and, uh, and not others and add your own, whatever works for you. Okay, Davina, on this episode, we're starting with your topic number four. Number four. Okay, so um, we're gonna talk about one of the things. So the National Association of Realtors did a study and the number one thing that buyers needed help with was negotiations. Negotiations. Negotiations, okay? okay. And so um, I feel like that is truly uh, a value and added value. Well, it should be the core value that we have as real estate professionals is helping our clients with negotiations. Um, and negotiations come in line with, obviously we're we're talking about negotiating on a purchase and sale agreement and getting to the right terms, but we, before you even get there, it really is with relationships. So we talk about real estate relationship. We're going back to relationship. This is where I believe that the one of the biggest things that we can do is create a relationship with the other broker or agent on the other side of our transaction. That is going to completely oh. help with our negotiations. So number four is negotiations with other brokers slash the relationship, building relationship. Between um, brokers. Between brokers. So you're listing brokers. So as we are, I'm working with a buyer and they find a house and we want to get information or we're going to prepare ourselves to write an offer. There are brokers or agents that will just, I said brokers or agents, but we're all brokers. Right. There are brokers that will write an offer and just send it in and not have any communication with the broker on the other side. No, do not do that. You know, value is where you are having conversation. You're calling that broker up. I say, don't even text them, call them. And if you can't reach okay. them, then text them and say, Hey, I'd love to talk to you. Have chat, okay. quick chat about your listing, but call them voice to voice. Hi, you know, this is Joe from ABC real estate. I have a client that is interested. Lou is my client. You know, I have a client, Lou. Like, put it's not just a, it's not just a buyer, but Lou and Lou and Julie love you, the the home. They just walked through it, and um, they're interested in writing an offer. And I just want to pick your brain a little bit, you know. But how are you today, brother? I'm sorry I didn't say hello. I mean, like, create like have some conversation with the agent on the other side, um, and 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 don't be that one that's just going to be the cutthroat i'm all about business give me you know be kind be show care with the agent on the other side of the the list on the other side of the listing on the side of the transaction if the seller has more than one buyer to choose from do you think that the listing broker could influence the seller's choice of buyers based on the listing broker's perception of the buyer broker absolutely it happens all yes. the time, doesn't it? It does happen all the time. And you know, and this is this plays into its negotiations and if that listing agent knows the buyer's broker and knows 
what type of business they do or has a relationship, it creates a certainty that the relationship conversation is going to be smooth and clear and, and that can influence the outcome of the transaction in a positive way. So, so I'm the buyer and I'm listening to this and I'm going, yeah, but Davina, I don't really want you to be the listing broker's friend. I want you to do what it takes to get me the best price. And that might not make the listing broker happy. So how do I know that through this process of you building this relationship with the listing broker, I'm going to get the best price possible. If you're worried about being friends with the listing broker on the other side, how do I know that you're going to be able to dig deep when you need to, to push back on that listing broker and say, no, your price is out of line. It's too high. And here's where you should be. The, the key is that listing broker is going to want to work with me is going to want to work with the client and they're going to want you to have the house. I've had conversations with listing brokers before that said, I've got all these other brokers and this broker was just mean and they didn't do that. You're the only one that called and I want your buyer to have the house. Really? Absolutely. And it's happened multiple times. Okay. So, um, and so that's why 100% of the time I am, I, I don't think I've ever ever, and I say ever, ever, like in recent years since I've learned how important it is not called a broker, a listing broker, or had a conversation with a listing broker. I will, I will do everything I can to get in contact with that listing broker and have a conversation voice to voice if I can um, if, before I actually submit an offer so that I can create some type of level of camaraderie or care. I want them to know. How does the old you know, saying go, you attract more flies with honey than vinegar than vine or something yeah, I, like yeah. that, right? right? Exactly, and if you're not, if you're not kind, then that broker, you, you're gonna you're gonna be a turnoff. I mean, it, so it's, so you maybe think of something else while you were talking. Mm -hmm. This is not actually the first negotiation that you might have, or, where your negotiation skills are demonstrated to a buyer. Mm -hmm. The first negotiation may not be the one you have with the listing broker. Aren't you at some level negotiating your compensation? with your buyer as you're talking about the buyer agency agreement itself and laying out your value, your first demonstration of your negotiation skills is how well you can negotiate with that buyer, right? And, and part of what I hear you saying is you're going to be negotiating with the buyer for your compensation when you're first having this consultation and getting the buyer agency agreement signed by building a relationship with that buyer, mm -hmm. helping them to understand, to like you, mm -hmm. and to understand why they should agree with you, not because you're bludgeoning them, mm -hmm. but because you are demonstrating the building of a relationship, a, a symbiotic outcome, right? Absolutely. And that's a demonstration of my negotiation skills. You can judge for yourself, buyer, whether they're effective. Yeah. Um, and, and if you don't hire me for what I'm telling you I think I'm worth, then maybe they weren't effective with you, and, and maybe you do need another broker, but, but this is how I negotiate. Yeah. Maybe you don't go there. I don't know. This is the Annie tip, and you know, it's really Davina's uh, tips that we're talking about here, but that occurred to me as you were talking. It, it's true, and I mean, I, I think what the key is, is, and, and you know, if you, the things that you do, you do, you do naturally, right? You, like, be the authentic you. Um, but it's the way that you deal in all your relationships, right? So whether you're dealing with your buyer or whether you're dealing with the agent on the other side of the transaction or whether you're, you know, having a conversation with 
your uh, your trusted partner um, that will will get into that. That's an, that's a, that's another one that's that's on the list. Okay. So um, you know, absolutely one hundred percent. And we all go back like every time it goes back to relationships. I'm okay. sorry, I'm like waving the pen all around your phone. <laughs> that's okay. Demonstrative <laughs> so, tools are good. I know, right? So um, so yeah. So again, de the negotiations with other brokers and relationships is is definitely, I feel like, one of the key points um, to even, you know, literally, let's let's play, let's get in the door. Let's all get in the sandbox. We want to be able to play in the sandbox, right? right. So, and, and all achieve the same goal. From absolutely. Sandbox, right? Okay, what was number five? Uh, so number five is also um, negotiations, and that's negotiations when you with inspection. So we, we, we do the negotiation, we have the relationship with our our, our buyer, and then now we've gotten into a mutual agreement with the seller, and so now we are moving forward, and now we have an inspection, um, and that inspection outcome and being able to negotiate on those inspection items um, and through the inspection process, and that is also having a, a, a good relationship with um, your, your, your team. Right. So, um, but negotiating your with, the, with your team. So oh, team, your team, team being your inspector, your contractors, you know, people that you work with that you can refer to your buyer to get advice. The list of people that, because we we're we're not going to just send them one. Right. We're going to send them a list of people. So you need to have relationships with inspectors and contractors and industry professionals so that your buyer can um, be able to get their questions answered. I don't want them asking me about, you know, what do I do? How do I fix this? I want to be able to refer them to a professional. And I tell my uh, my clients, you know, whether you need an attorney or whether you need a babysitter, like, right? I mean, like, I I'm your 411, okay? So value there. They don't have to try to call here or there. And I actually have people that call me now that I'm not even actively working with that ask me random questions like I am 411. So, you know, so it really is about having your trusted real estate partners or professionals. Okay, right, so but. one of the things I hear from brokers when I teach the 435, the inspection mm -hmm. contingency class, mm -hmm. uh, I hear from brokers that, because I pound the table over get contractors into the seller's house so that you can get bids for the work that needs to be done to solve the problems identified mm -hmm. by inspectors, right? And the, what I hear back from brokers is, we can't get plumbers, we can't get electricians, we can't get contractors because they're booked out too far. And what I hear you saying is, I can. If they're your friend. I mean, like if you know them and, <clears throat> and you guys, it's not just someone that you're calling that you only talk to every once in a while. If you've got a, a and if you have enough of them, not, you can't just have one because the one can be busy. But if you have, if you are in relationship with your contracting team, again, back to relationship, then you have people that are going to actually maybe put you on the top of the list. And, and this feels to me like a perfect example of something that buyer could never accomplish on mm -hmm. their own. There's no way that a buyer who's just purchasing a, a property for the first time ever, mm -hmm. or maybe it's their fifth property, or their first time picture, it doesn't, none of that really matters. Mm -hmm. If they don't have an ongoing relationship with plumbers and electricians and contractors, then they are not going to get on the schedule 
Absolutely. of a roofing contractor in time to have somebody look at that roof prior to closing, right? Right. right. Well, here's a, here's an example that happened um, just recently. Um, needed an inspection to be done in a really short period of time, like in a day. Okay. Um, gave the buyer a list of inspectors to call. They called through the list, said no inspectors are available. Um, this one inspection company that they they wanted to they wanted to use um, had an inspection, but it was it was late. <clears throat> So I said, I know them. Let me call. Let me see what I can do. I called the person that answered the phone. I was like, Yeah, we don't have anything. I'm like, Well, I want to. Let me. T well, I'm just going to call the owner because they, they had an answer. I said, I'm just going to call. They said, No, no, hold on. They said, You know, actually, we have someone that can come in first thing in the morning. I mean, like literally, they could solve it, the problem. The no changed change into a yes just with the phone call and the relationship. So, so you know, buyer, are, this is something that I can do for mm -hmm. you because of the relationships yep. that may not even buy, be the broker's relationships. It may be the firm's relationships mm -hmm. established with the contracting team. Absolutely, right? absolutely. And you team. can lean on other people's relationships and, and make them your own. And here's one other thing, you know, we, we, we talk about, um, you know, your, your coffee dates and your thank you cards and things like that. Love on your contractors and and the people that they're that you're going to need to call on, because it's important that you build relationships all the way around. So and you're, I think probably one of the most valuable ways you can call that you can love on your contractors is making sure that 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 you actually when you when they need to get hired they get hired yep, right absolutely. they they don't just come out and give you bids and then somebody else gets the work they right. they get hired they get yeah. okay uh, right. number six. So, Number kind of six, feeds into it that. does. It absolutely does. It. It just is a little bit broader. So we talk about inspections and you know the plumbers, electricians, and the the contractors. But the um, number six is coordination with the industry professionals as a whole. And you know that is your title and escrow reps. That's your lenders. That's your attorneys. That's your um, oh gosh, you name it. You know anyone that can be a benefit within your real estate profession and practice, you need to have a conversation with and you need to build relationships with. And, and those go really far. Um, for instance, your title and escrow um, people, you know, so we have title reps that go around, but it's not, okay, title, title reps, yes, absolutely, and we love our title reps, but actually the escrow officers, you know, so we're right. like having those conversations, like be nice to your escrow officer, <laughs> Like when things aren't going right, you don't know what is going on behind the scenes and how many deals and how many people have already yelled at your escrow officer today. Be kind to your escrow officer and have a, ask them how are they doing? Like, I don't know how many times, you know. Okay, wait a minute. Rabbit trail. We gotta, we're staying we, focused what, on our conversation between okay, buyer, yes. broker, and buyers. Okay, but this is the key. The escrow officer, because of the fact that if you have a deal and it kind of goes into another number, but one of the things that can happen is things can fall apart. Right. If you have your team and your relationships in place with all of your industry professionals, then you have a solid foundation of, of referrals for when you need something done. Give um, me an example of when title or escrow can save the transaction at the last minute. I'm sure you okay. deal with this all the time. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I have had one. Um, okay, so we were at the closing. We were supposed to close. So literally cl on closing day, um, there was a delay in getting, <laughs> I love when this happens, when there's a delay in, in you know, finally the funds. We've been waiting for the funds to get to escrow, right? And so, and there's the cutoff, right, for recording. 
and the funds finally make it to escrow, but there's only a few minutes left before they can actually record. And so I've actually had where they have gone and hand carried to, to make it to record. I am gonna hand carry this to get it to recording, right? And so they won't do that just for anyone. They don't do that right? just for anyone. And, and, it, and, and, and things like that were like I, the save the day um, experiences speak volumes as far as what. So here's how I here's how I hear this conversation sounding with the buyer. Actually, picking up on uh, the relationship with your inspection team and this buyer because I and my firm have developed relationships with electricians and plumbers and roofers. We're going to help you get contractors out to the home so that you can get bids in real time to meet your deadlines in the inspection contingency. You're not gonna get those appointments if you're not working with somebody who has a relationship with those industry professionals. Similarly, uh, here's an experience that buyers have from time to time. They're trying to close the transaction. There's a delay in, in the funding, mm -hmm. which might not mean anything to you right now as we're sitting here in this buyer consultation, but it can be the difference in performing on the closing date or not, mm -hmm. and if you don't, seller sells to another buyer. Right? Yeah. So you've gone all through, and the reason that your transaction is able to close is because I and my firm have a relationship with the title officer who said, or the title rep who said, this is not in my wheelhouse at all, mm -hmm. but I'm happy to do it for Davina. I'm going to take up, pick up this uh, document and get it to the county auditor's office for recording before 4.30. Yeah. Right? Before yeah. the cutoff, whatever time yeah. it is that's what that conversation might sound like with the buy with the buyer this is the value I bring to you you will never have those relationships with these industry professional professionals as an individual buyer right but me as a real estate professional affiliated with my firm we have these relationships and part of the value you get from hiring me is the background of these relationships. Absolutely, and like you mentioned before, the, with the firm's relationship, reach out to other um, brokers in your office and say, who do you use? What, you know, get some, get feedback. Um, talk to, just have conversations with other, even other agents within the industry, getting, you know, referrals and, you know, sharing information. You know, we always talk about how, com you know, being competitive because, you know, this, but we'd have to, being able to share information and ask for information can help us be better buyer brokers because then I say, you know what, there's other agents that, worth, that are within our community that we actually share information with as well. And so now my sphere of contractors and resources can actually grow. So we my foundation for helping you buyer mm -hmm. is bigger yep. as a result of that. Absolutely. I like that. Yep. Okay. We're going to have to call it here for this episode. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, we're through six. Uh, so we'll pick up in the next episode with your topic number seven. Okay. If you have questions on anything we've talked about or anything else, please log on to warealtor.org, click on the legal hotline, and ask me a question. Thank you for being a Washington Realtors member.